Hey, welcome to this episode of ETEC Leadership Development Podcast. I'm Melissa Wood. I'm the Dean of Leadership Development here at ETEC, um, where we develop leaders to make a remarkable difference for each other, their customers, and in their communities. I'm really excited about today's podcast. We have our veteran with us, our very own Jim Ayub. Jim's a 33-year veteran in the call center BPO industry. That's pretty amazing. He has an impeccable track record of innovation and advanced business intelligence. Um, his his level of experience has him featured in numerous publications, and Jim will probably tell us a little bit about some of those. Um, I'll just highlight a few of those, including the CIO Review, the Contact Center Popline, Connections Magazine. I think I saw Jim's picture in that magazine. And he was also listed as, get this, one of the top 20 influential people to follow on Twitter. Um, so I'm excited to, to host Jim today. Our topic today we'll be meeting with Jim about is integrating human and artificial intelligence to improve customer experience. And I really have firsthand experience in working with uh, Jim in this very topic. So, hey, Jim, welcome welcome to our podcast. Oh, thank you, Melissa. I'm so humbled to be here. Just so excited about some of the things happening in the industry. I, I appreciate the opportunity to, to speak about this. Hey, Jim, I know you don't want to talk about yourself, but I got to just a little bit. You got to tell me about this top 20 influential people to follow on Twitter. So, well, thanks, Melissa. It's, it's, it's really a, te- it's a team spirit here. So, so we put a lot of content out, as you know, at eTech. We're, we're trying not to be salespeople. We're trying to actually educate people on why the contact center is being flipped upside down, why analytics are so important without selling our products and services. It's more education. And because of that, uh, I have been named as one of the most influential people because I think I we try to do as much education as we can, if that makes sense. It makes sense. So uh, this is a pretty, uh, pretty interesting topic. You know, when we talk about integrating human and artificial intelligence to improve the customer experience, how in the world did you get into this? Like what led you here? So it, it's a great question. And, and I think what it is, is, it's my passion for delivering the experience to the customers. So as you know, I I was born and raised in ops and I had some of the best leaders in the business. As you know, I've been with Matt Rocco, our current president for over 30 years, for about 30 years. And and he's taught me a lot of things in that. And, And all I've done realistically was I put my mind at the customer instead of in a boardroom. So if I was the customer, right, how would I feel? How do I want to be treated? You know, and we know today the only differentiator you have whether I'm selling rafts or anything, is how you treat me as a customer. And when you look at all of your processes and all of your training and you really relate it to what the customer wants, I think that's the holy grail that some of us missed throughout our careers because we were so focused on customer service. And by the way, back in the day when you were, you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago and you had a problem with American Express as an example, You'd call, you'd be on hold for 10 minutes. It was okay because you had nothing else better to do. And it wasn't a global economy like it is today. Nowadays, it's all about effortless experience. How hard is it for me to do business with you? Because that's the holy grail. And once you understand that and can train and teach people to be that customer centric, that's when you start seeing the rewards of all that training that we end up doing. Yeah, I've actually seen um, I've seen that side of you. I've seen you work uh, internally with our customers and externally 
with our external customers. You're, you're right. That mindset that you have about being in the customer, having the customer view, um, even after 33 years in the industry, I see you quickly snap conversations back to the customer view. So that's um, that's something I've always really was impressed by listening to you. That kind of leads me into our first question. I, I've seen you when we talk about internal customers and external customers. I've seen you talk about um, the whole t uh, customer experience. And what do you think? You know, some people just don't get it yet. Right. So what do you think is the biggest challenge most companies that you've talked to? What's preventing them from starting their journey in AI? Yeah, it's a great question because I think the problem is there's so many tech companies out there selling software as a service and they're 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 selling the holy grail that, hey, once you deploy this technology, it's going to remove your people. It's going to do all these things. And, and I tell people vocally, it's the biggest lie in the industry. The biggest opportunity most people have is they need to plan for this speech analytics. If you don't understand what you have to do to deploy it and maintain it and how to really get the data to make it actionable, it's really a waste. I tell people a lot of, a lot of times I talk, I say, this isn't Ron Papel's rotisserie. It's not a software that you just set it and forget it. It's a machine and it needs to be taught and it needs to learn. And this machine learning, understand, the machine is using human intelligence to learn. It's not automating um, everything it sees and learning. It's not like that, right? So like a search engine is really easy to use. You can search keywords, you can do all things like that. But however, if you are just saying, hey, I'm gonna turn this on and let it go, it's not gonna work there. You have to ask some questions like, you know, is it going to integrate with my existing platform? You know, what am I recording? Is my call recordings, are they in stereo? Are they mono, right? Am I going to require a certified data scientist or an analyst in-house? Because if I have one, that's great. But if I don't, they're really hard to get. And if you don't believe me, go to Amazon. There's about 1,400 data scientists at Amazon last I looked. And I think there's about 400 job openings. So it's not an easy skill to be able to get for it, right? So, you know, you also want to say, what tools am I using to measure today? Will this speech to text engine integrate with those tools, right? Can, can I learn how to train the engine? And those are some of the things that you have to look at before you just dive in. Typically, when you hire a speech to text company to deploy something for you, they'll tell you it takes six months, eight months, you know, and by the way, you're paying for that stuff throughout that way, throughout that time, and it takes time to get the insights. The difference that we've learned is because we do so much of it, we're able to actually get actionable insights in about 30 to 45 days because we've programmed the machine several times. We have, you know, lots of customers that do this. So it makes it a little bit easier. So those are the things you need to ask yourself if it's your first time into speech to text. That's really that's really great. And that kind of leads us up to this second question and you know this is a fun question to me i really like this i think this is gonna uh really spark some uh some listeners this question you know we spend most of our time trying to figure out how to be more productive you know i hear you talking about productivity all the time think about this question and and just speak to this from your heart when we talk about the agent experience you know what in the world applying ai how does that make an agent better help me to so understand yeah, it's, it's, it's really one of the things I'm real passionate about. I started my career working for Matt Rocco as an agent, so we're clear. So I started my career as an agent, <laughs> so I get it. 
And I remember those bad bosses. They're making all of their decisions biased against me on a call or a handful of calls. And I think our industry thinks in what we've done is we've dinged the agent for what they're doing wrong. What AI does is it uses the power of lots of data sets. And now what ends up happening is you can go to an agent and showing them on hundreds of calls or thousands of calls, and you could show them how effective they are. So when the, when the agent comes to us and says, oh, no, that was just a call. Now, no, Melissa, it wasn't a call. It was 185 calls, and you're only effectively probing 22.5% of the time. It actually changes that experience with the agent. Because remember, the old days, one call, telling you what you did wrong, and here's what you need to do. Well, when you use large data sets, now you're actually giving them valid statistical sample sizes. So you can tell them what they're doing good, where their opportunities are. And with automation, which we've actually uncovered as well, you can automate coaching. So as an example, with AI, we can automatically assign training to agents at that level and let them self-learn. And you know you love micro-learning. So we have micro-learning labs. And that's the holy grail because let's be clear. While an agent is supposed to be coached, as we all know, throughout the day, these coaches have a lot of time to do coaching, but they have big teams. So if I'm an agent and my experience is better where I can self-coach and get better by myself through micro-learning labs and just click in because I've listened, we've listened to thousands of calls and we know the opportunities, that's going to improve their opportunities. And by the way, a lot of it's in almost real time. And so you're not listening, you're listening to a call that just hit five minutes later, you have the coaching availability. That's what I think is really cool about the agent experience, because we've taken it from a model of here's where you are, here's what you're doing wrong to this model of, hey, you're doing pretty good, but let me show you your total potential because I see the greatness in you and here's how we're going to get you there. That's pretty. Hey, that, you know, when we talk about the productivity of an agent, it just, and I hear you talking so passionately about it. And then you say, that's how you started in this industry uh, as an agent. I just kind of picture Jim Iube as an agent. And I, I have to ask this question. When you were a frontline agent, what was your job? What did you do? <laughs> so I was in renewals. I was in sales. I was in a bunch of things. And, and here's what used to bother me. My manager, who shall be nameless, right? Because it wasn't really mad at the time. That was, the, that was running these call centers. Okay. But my frontline manager was never on the phone a day in his life. Probably never yeah. sold anything a day in his life. And this guy's telling me how to sell. And he yeah. listened to one call. And because you had a bad call or one call that wasn't perfect, all of your coaching was based on that call. Even though I was a high performing agent, I was at the top of the class and everything. They just basically drilled you on the negative one call they listened to. Yeah. You know, I, that's something you and I have in common. I started out in this industry on the phone as an agent. So I think that that's one thing I really love about the e-tech leadership that we have is I think that's why you guys are able to put yourself back in the mindset of a customer because you're so quickly able to put yourself back in the mindset of an agent. Thank goodness doctors don't share that same mentality of just one call says it all. 
Like, could you imagine going in for blood work and they just look at you one time, like someone who's a diabetic and you just take your blood sugar and they say it's 250 or it's perfect 85, just that one time. If they didn't get a full scope of an A1C or the history of you, they would just give you some false information. So to me, that's what AI does. It gives you a, a, a smart, well-rounded picture so that you can coach more effectively, which I absolutely love. All right, Jim, you ready for the third question? I am. All right. Okay. So it says that um, people believe that AI will take away agents' jobs. You know, that kind of hits home from us because, you know, both of you and I were started out on the phones. What is eTech's um, take on AI in the contact center and its impact? Does it take away agent jobs? I, I don't think it will. I think there's automation AI out there, which is a little different, where you could you know, the menial tasks like, you know, password reset. Yeah, you could remove agents from that and, and automate that. But what we're talking about AI in the contact center, because the data is so important. And remember, the machine, this AI will tell you who, what, why, where, maybe when it happened. The holy grail of quality monitoring is how do I fix it? And a lot of people will say, well, you could remove all your QA people because the machine's going to tell you everything. We have 3,000, over 3,000 employees at eTech. If I want to know what's going on wrong, I could just ask all the agents and they'll tell me everything that's going on wrong. Where I see the human intelligence and the people getting better is people are creative. Machines aren't. People can create action plans, recommendations on how to fix the problem. And some people listening might be saying, yeah, but that's what my coach does. Well, let's be clear. In the contact center business, do we all want to agree with one thing? Some of our coaches have been promoted because we, we grew and we couldn't scale so quickly. So we put people in positions because of the need. Do we really know that they know how to coach? And do we really believe that the coach who doesn't know how to coach is going to tell us they don't know how to coach? They're going to do circle coaching. They're going to continue to coach on generalist areas. And what the difference with AI is, AI empowers the agent because it tells you all the information you need and it's in front of you. The coaching tools we've built that partners with all these AI engines we use gives you real-time insights and it actually helps you automate some of the coaching. We know there's different types of agents out there. Some people love their bosses. Some people are introverts and they don't want to talk to their bosses. But those people, believe it or not, are two times more likely to click through a link of coaching and take that coaching themselves because I believe in my heart, 95% of the people come to work to do a good job, but we need to provide them the tools to be successful. So I don't believe speech to text is going to remove agents. I believe it's going to create opportunities. To give you an example, at eTech, our AI um, quality monitoring team has actually grown because what we've done was we've taken some of those agents who were getting removed off password reset, we teach them new skills, and now you have analysts, people who look at data, make it actionable, tell you not only what's going on that may not be great, but the playbook and how to fix it. And that's where human intelligence will always outperform the artificial intelligence. And what I've seen in these platforms, it's 15, 16 clicks to get to the data. So at eTech, we developed our own tools that actually helps us take that millions of data sets and make it more actionable, 
more more precise to the agent level with a click of a button. Yeah, I, I've seen this firsthand. I, I have to say, Jim, as a professional in the coaching industry, um, your the data that you provide, that your team provides um, internally and externally, is a game changer in coaching. It is a game changer. It takes away uh, assumptions and misinformation, and it is a game changer in leadership development. Thank you. Um, what, what, when we think about improvements, so which improvements should you prioritize to improve CX and achieve business results? And how does a combination of HI and AI help in this content? Yeah, that's another good question. So what I tell everybody this, listen, you have millions of data sets, right? So when you're ingesting 100% of your interactions, think about it. We're going from a typical model of, let's say, 10 calls or, or, or chats per month per agent. That's pretty much what the standard is. E-tech is obviously more than that, but the standard is about you know two to two to three a week. And when you're doing 100 percent of the interactions, it lets you mine data with scale. And when you get this precision scale in there, what it allows you to do, the human functions of taking this data, you get to organize the data, teach the machine how to learn. It derives actionable output. And then when you automate that output, you have a human set of eyes looking at it to make sure it's fully analyzed. And that's what requires people. And when you think about it, I tell everybody the same thing. What keeps you up at night? Give me three things. Because first of all, when you start going from 10 calls per month to an agent to, you know, 1,000 calls per month, there's going to be so many opportunities. But we also know in a coaching world and training world, the agent can only remember three things. So we tell everybody, what are your three biggest rocks, three things that keeps you up at night? Let's focus on those. Let's move the needle whether it be customer experience, first call resolution, or sales skills. And let's focus on those. And then as you move the needle in those, then let's pick up some other things. And the cool part about while this machine's working in the background on the agent side, the voice of customer sentiment analysis is already in there. We've created algorithms that can, produ can produce a net promoter score without sending a survey. Because remember, the entire call or the interaction is done and you can do it by searching and finding out frustration points, first contact resolution, those things. What are they saying about you, your brand, how they like the process? Channel switching is a big one. Nowhere should we be hearing and we do. I'm calling you because I was on your website and I was trying to do this and it wouldn't let me. In the traditional call center world, what happens there? Agent fixes the problem, moves on. In this new world, when you see it happens 10, 15, 20% of the time, now you know there's an issue with the website. So now you get that data, hard data, to the tech people to say, hey, we've received 4,252 calls today on this issue. So we know there's something wrong on the website. And that's, that's the holy grail of using this data. Hope that helps. Yeah, absolutely. You're, just, you're painting a really clear picture on the connection between um, your intelligence and the behaviors. Um, that drive the performance. So I really like the way you paint that picture. So when we think about um, just, you know, in your experience, what are the necessary parts of the successful deployment of a long-term adoption of the AI in a contact center? So I will tell you, you have to get buy-in from the top. Luckily at eTech, we have a, a, a passionate servant leader, CEO like Matt Rocco, 
who, by the way, was born and bred in ops. <laughs> so we're clear. I think yeah. that's a big difference. And his passion for people makes a big difference. So I think the biggest opportunity is teamwork. It's not us versus them. In traditional contact centers, the quality department is always looked and frowned upon as they're just trying to catch me do something wrong. When you literally calibrate and educate everybody that we're all one company, we're all in this together, we all have the same goals, and you remove the titles and, and, and silos, and you consistently follow up with data and tell that story about how the data is. I've had examples where we could be the number one vendor, as an example, which we are in a lot of our deployments. You know, e-tech is the best. But if I look at the data, the data tells me you are the best, but you're only 40% of what you should be doing. That means you can be the best plus plus, right? Yeah. So changing that mindset takes teamwork and collaboration and education on how these tools work so that everybody's going for the same goal. Yeah, that cascade model is extremely important. I know that is for us, for us here at eTech, and that does begin with Matt. Just his buy-in, his understanding of the connection of AI and our performance is, is critical. Absolutely. Any closing, any closing thoughts when it comes to AI and, and call center integration? So my, yeah, so, so my closing thought would be, listen, the world is upside down. What we've seen with COVID, you know, taking people from an environment where their coaches were there in the booths, you know, coaching them rah-rah, cheerleading, doing all these things, those days are over temporarily, hopefully. When you get this data set and you think about it, we have to find new and better ways to train up the agent. I go back to my original I said earlier, 95%, and it could be 99%, because most numbers are made up on the spot, but I'm in my heart, I believe 95% of the people come to work and they want to do great, but they also need to provide them the tools. So since I don't have them in a brick and mortar currently, what other tools can I give them? So this self-learning, micro-learning labs that we talk about, the automated coaching, those are things people need to start looking at because at the end of the day, and again, I said this earlier, whether you're selling rafts, it's a global marketplace. And the only differentiator you have for having me stay as your customers, how you treat me. So we need to be diligent on giving the agents the tools to deliver that customer experience for that end client. And it can be done. Yeah, I think I think powerfully you've stated that AI empowers the workforce. That's exactly what it does. It empowers the workforce. So um, I really appreciate you, you joining us for today's session. I think this is an amazing topic. I can say from leadership development that this information that, that you guys provide to the operations team, it is the game changer in how you coach effectively. It's absolutely the game changer. Can you imagine if our leaders, when Jim and you and I were first on the on the phones when we were frontline agents years ago, it'd have been game changers for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. I remember those days. Remember we had to stop, <laughs> listen to the calls ourselves, do yeah. everything, do the reporting. We had to do everything. And with today's society and what we're able to do in this digital world, man, if we had this Melissa back in the day, whoo <laughs> We might be the president. We might have been the president and CEO by now. <laughs> we thought we were good. They could have shown us, you know, 500 of our calls versus two of them. We could have, we could have shown them we knew what we were doing, right? We Absolutely. 
or they could have tweaked a few things that we needed to, to make some improvements. I know from a leadership development perspective, I don't see why any leadership development um, institute would not want to partner with an AI to bring intelligence to what we teach. You know, I'm, I'm big and I know you're really big on practical application. There's one thing to know it, but there's another thing to do it. I call getting your boots muddy, right? And so many leadership development departments and other companies, I think um, their intentions are really good. I think the intention is really good. But not until you have the intelligence around the intention can you actually apply action to it and start seeing results. So that's what you guys offer to our team. And I have seen an impactful uh, difference on that. So tell me, Jim, I know you're going to Nashville. I see. I looked at your calendar. You've been you're going busy. You're full bit busy in uh, 21, right? We are, so we are hopeful. We are hopeful we're still busy in Nashville, but we are. Uh, Chandra Tobias, myself, and one of our clients will be speaking October 20th in Nashville on how to improve agent performance with automated quality scores. Some of the things you'll learn if you actually get to go to this session in Nashville is how we're going to how we leverage that combination of human intelligence and AI, how to create unified systems to turn agent potential into performance because we you know this as well as i know because you're you are the master when it comes to training we can train skills will is the tough one you can take that potential and turn it into performance and then That's the it. last but not least is we're going to show people how to incorporate effective coaching into the work from office or work from home model we're excited about it yeah this this is really a, a game changer like i keep saying and i if anybody is around nashville or can they join virtually, Jim? Is there a way to join virtually as well if, if we're not in Nashville? Yeah, I think there is a, it's, I think it's actually both virtual and on. So, and you can see that at etechgs.com. It should be on our homepage under events. You'll be able to register there and uh, you'll get a link to uh, the, the presentations and uh, the invite virtually. Well, as our friend John Maxwell likes to say, you can take it to the bank. I, I can tell you this uh, on record. You can take it to the bank. You integrating your AI with your performance to drive um, to drive the development of the agents is a game changer. So thank you for joining us today, Jim. Thanks for uh, being a part of our podcast. You guys stay stay tuned for the next episode. Be tuned in for that. We're going to have Veronica Chimney talking about employee satisfaction and human resources. So again, thanks a lot, Jim.